So what is it? What's going on here? The focus is a renewal of confidence. In other words, well, what happens when I'm very aware of my sin? I've fallen away, and and I don't deserve to be in His presence. I I don't deserve to be a child of God, and and I'm failing miserably. What do I do? What do I do? Well, by grace we are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of not of works, as anyone uh, should boast. And so, going back again to what what is it the Catechism says? Question one: What is your only comfort in life and death? When you're struggling in your faith, when you're struggling in disappointment that you that you fail again, I belong to Jesus, my faithful Savior, who with his precious blood is fully satisfied for all my sins. Do you say that to yourself? Do you remind yourself of that? When you're down, when you when you're disappointed, I belong to Jesus. He's my faithful Savior. He has conquered all my sins. He's conquered all my enemies. Nothing can separate me from his love. What we find here in Article 13 is a charge of the Arminian party. It was a charge against the doctrine of perseverance. If you notice what it says, it says that they basically said, well, if, if, the, if you, we're going to persevere until the end, then we can do whatever we want. If I'm saved by Jesus, then I can just live as I desire um, lasciviousness or um, basically a disregard for rules uh, of personal conduct, a conduct it would be the term is antinomian, anti-law. Let us sin that grace may abound. What does Paul say about that? May it never, God forbid, may it never be. Okay. How can they who are redeemed from such things live any more like that. So the charge was, number one, lasciviousness, sensuousness, and secondly, notice the, the word solicitous. What does that word mean? Um, attentiveness. In other words, there's a disregard for godly living, a disregard for devotion to God. A disregard for wanting to be more like Jesus. I can live as I want to. It's all about me and what makes me happy. I'm saved, so I can do whatever I want. That's the charge. Well, if we believe that uh, the, God, the perseverance of the saints, then that when the answer and the answer, notice what it says. On the contrary, if we understand our total inability to keep God's way, and are totally dependent upon his grace for our godly walk, we will be more careful and watchful. If you really understand how easy it is to slip and fall on the ice outside, um, you're going to be very careful every step you take. Uh, Wednesday, we, we had, was an ice storm, and the, and the ramp was really slick. And I decided to wear my cowboy boots, which I don't normally wear, which I will be wearing more and more now that now the winter's changed. And I just remember walking down that ramp, as the rest of us all were, right? We were mincing our steps down that ramp. We got to fix that, by the way. But we were very, very careful, weren't we, about every step. Because I know how easy it is to slip and fall. So if we truly understand our weakness in ourselves. 
and our total dependence upon the Lord and his grace, we're going to be more aware. We're going to be more aware. I can't do it. That's one thing that I've learned. I've been learning the older I get, all the things I used to be able to do that I can't do anymore. How about in our walk with Jesus? Do we get weaker as we get stronger? As we get stronger in the Lord, one of the things that I've experienced is I'm weaker in myself. I don't know if you've experienced that at all. I can't rely on myself as much as I tried to in the past. I've failed and failed and failed. The stronger I get in the Lord, the weaker I am. It's kind of like Jacob. Remember Jacob wrestling with the angel of the Lord, and what does he do? He touches his side, and from that point on, he's hobbling around. But yet he's named a prince of God. His name gets changed from, from trickster to a prince of God. He's stronger in some ways, weaker in others. And so uh, understanding our need for grace And notice, what does it say there? What is the concern that we should have? Look at that statement. On account of their abuse of his fatherly kindness, God should turn away his gracious countenance from them. Now, notice it's not to damnation, but to displeasure. Did you notice that? In other words... I don't know if you've ever prayed that, but I've prayed that. Lord, break my heart with the things that break your heart. You ever prayed that prayer? Break my heart with the things that I do that breaks your heart. Give me that sensitive heart. It is. Uh, notice what did they say. God should turn his uh, gracious countenance from them to behold which is to the godly dearer than life. Is God's smiling countenance upon you dearer than your life? More important than the air you breathe. More important than life itself. Is I want the Father, my Father who art in heaven, to smile when he sees me. If not, pray for that. Pray for the Lord to give you that. And then the opposite says, and the withdrawal of that is more bitter than death. In other words, the regenerate heart is more concerned with God's pleasure than with our own salvation. That's an interesting statement. We are more concerned about God's pleasure than for our own salvation. That's a work of the Spirit, because we're all self-centered, right? Oh, maybe you're not, but I am, right? We all naturally go watch out for number one. And so salvation, you know, Jesus died for my sins. Jesus died for me to be saved me, right? That's the gospel. Well, there is an element of truth, but is it really all about you? Or is it about Jesus? And you're the beneficiary. You're the benef- one who benefits. And so God, do we live for the pleasure of God? Do you live for the pleasure of God? You live for that day when he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Does that, does that motivate you at all? Does it even come to mind when you go to work? Do you work for the glory of God, for his pleasure? Now, I saw, and I've, I've referred to this movie before, and I'll end with this. Uh, there's a book, uh, a movie that became, actually won an Academy Award. 
Chariots of Fire. Anybody watch? Have you ever who's seen it? Movie Chariots of Fire. Okay, we have a few more hands than last time I asked. What is Eric Liddell, who is a Christian, who's running, and his sister is saying you're so getting so caught up in your running that you're forgetting what you're called to do and be. And his response to her was what? God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. I'm doing what God has called me to do. I run the race for the glory of God and for his pleasure. Is that your heart? Whatever it is God has given you to do, I'm doing it, whether to eat or drink or whatever I do, I do all for the glory of God. May God work in our hearts that that would be the norm, not the exception. Amen?